Hello, I'm Abby, and this is Teach Medieval. On today's episode, I am incredibly excited to be welcoming Dr. James Ross. Hello, James. Hello. James is also the author of several superb texts, including Henry VI, A Good, Simple and Innocent Man, a book which has proved utterly invaluable to me in my teaching of the Wars of Roses, and an incredible biography of the fascinating John Devere, 13th Earl of Oxford, the foremost man of the kingdom, which I just simply cannot recommend enough. Before we start, here is your quick reminder that this particular episode is actually the fourth in a mini-series all about Kate's Rebellion. So please do make sure you've listened to the previous three before diving into this one. Okay, so this episode we're focusing in on the response of Henry VI and his government to Kay's Rebellion. Last episode we heard all about their grievances coming directly from their manifestos. We're moving forward a bit to 11th of June 1450. The rebels have made camp just outside London at Blackheath. James, what's Henry's initial reaction? So um, Henry's um, in Leicester at the time. Um, um, he comes he comes south with a fairly substantial force. Um, he's initially prepared to, to to sort of try negotiation, so he sends a delegation to the rebels to try um, and, and offer offer them a pardon and try to sort of defuse the situation. The rebels don't accept that um, and actually initiate and start to retreat because they don't want to fight the king. And Cade's Cade's rebels in, in the manifestos are very very clear. They are not blaming the king. That isn't. They are very loyal to the king. It's the people around him. Um, so Henry should have had the situation in hand, but um, various groups of royal troops seem to have um, either been ordered or taken it upon themselves to harry the rebels. Um, that some go into northern Kent, but a bunch um, chase the main body of the rebels and attack them. It's probably not only a few hundred men, but that that royal force is defeated um, or ambushed and defeated, and, and the sort of two leading people there are, are, are killed. Um, and that really seems to have emboldened the rebels, and they they stop heading heading back to their homes and 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 return to to Blackheath. Um, and that's the point when it really goes wrong um, for Henry. Firstly, a lot of the people, a lot of the Henry's got a lot of sort of magnate retinues um, around him, and really, really unusually the men of these great nobles are beginning to say, actually, we agree with the rebels. We, we we think they're making some good points. There are lots of rubbish people around the king. And it becomes absolutely clear that Henry can't rely on, on these sort of retinues and they, they actually have to be dispersed to stop them joining the rebels. Henry himself seems to have largely panicked um, and makes, makes his way extremely quickly out of London and up to Kenilworth. Abandoned his capital. Um, the whole process has, has been sort of mismanaged and, and Henry's own qualities exposed as, as you know, panicking, perhaps even cowardly. There's a really inter- interesting contrast to be drawn in 1381 when the teenage Richard II stays in London. Real shows real courage um, uh, in sort of diffusing the situation and, and, uh, and Henry 
1450 who who panics and runs away so it, it, it does not show henry in a good light and what are the rebels able to achieve once henry's left and they're kind of left in london to their own devices the king running away means that the, the, the city governors don't have a huge amount of choice but to let the rebels in i mean Cade says he his, he will keep control over his men and perhaps for a day or two he he, he manages that so the rebels enter the city um they are able to sort of set up semi-legal hearings or trials there are a number of people like the mayor of london who've been given power to to sort of investigate crimes um and there's a, a number of sort of hearings um but then cade sort of get possibly gets a little bit fed up with the legal process and decides to take slightly more direct action so he's able to um get hold of a number of the people he um he really really wants to to target again the most obvious is lord say the treasurer of england really unpopular sort of sussex kentish landowner um who is executed as is the sheriff of kent william cromer and there are there are various sort of others who who are targeted and it, it it's clearly he, he's following out he's following what he's been saying in his manifesto that these you know evil people who have got rich quick who have abused the system these are the people he's he's looking to to target right you know whether, whether he's right in identifying them or not it, you know hard to say but he's following through on on his actions how does it come to an end because it's not as though Cade is able to just stay in london Cade loses control of of his troops um or his men and um there's clearly the city um He's got a slight issue in that um, he's been going home every night across London Bridge to Blackheath on the on the south bank of the river, um, where his camp is. And um, the the London authorities close the or try to close the gates on London Bridge to stop him coming back. There's a relatively fierce fighting over the the night of the fifth of July, um, probably several hundred casualties. Um, on, on both sides but in the end the londoners um are able to sort of secure the bridge and keep Cade out of of london and that's the the point at which a lot of rebels think well you know we've achieved a great deal um and you know what what more can we do it's helped by the fact that um there's a pardon a general pardon offered to the rebels uh, probably at the instance of the queen margaret of anjou um and a lot of the rebels think okay we've got a pardon for our actions we've achieved what we can achieve here let's let's go home um but once you've lost once Cade's lost most of his men he's far more isolated and vulnerable and um he's clearly sort of um targeted and he's captured on the 12th of july and, and dies of his wounds and various other sort of rebel groups are making their way home are, are, are harried and, and and dispersed by by um royalist forces would you mind just briefly explaining it's often referred to as kind of the harvest of heads and um, would you just briefly explain what that means um in the autumn of 1450 the crown sets up a number of um sort of judicial commissions to investigate and some of them are actually to follow up on Cade's complaints and there are a number of sort of royal royal sort of servants who are indicted of, of embezzlement and and that kind of thing um there are also investigations over um you know rebels participating in in um in uh, the rebellion um but there's continuing unrest in kent in the southeast through the late autumn and, and, and um of 1450 in the early sort of 
part of 1451 and it's this that makes the crown increasingly anxious and increasingly ferocious in it in it in its sort of response to this um so the harvest of heads um comes out of a series of of judicial commissions from sort of may to july 1451 led by henry in person and lots of investigations of who's who's participated in unrest and the rebellion um and those who you know who are clearly identified as doing so are executed um and it's a contemporary chronicler who says it you know it was like a harvest of heads that you know the number of people being being chopped um and um i mean it, it's hard to know quite how many we're probably looking at dozens rather than hundreds but it's you know it's quite a lot for for the time um and it it creates a huge amount of resentment that that sort of simmers in the background for for some years but there is a reason why when a little bit later in the decade um the whole thing becomes far more sort of polarized kent is yorkist because it, it remembers what what henry has done in in, in sort of 1451 in in this really harsh retribution especially after pardons had been sort of offered to some of these people thank you so much james for that insightful overview of how henry reacted to Kay's rebellion so that's it. I'll see you and James in the next episode where we will be questioning if Richard Duke of York was in fact linked to this rebellion. I've been Abby and this is Teach Medieval.